Well, good day and welcome to another podcast right here at Crossroads Community Church. I'm Steve Hollis and with me is Eddie Hammond, Senior Pastor at Crossroads Community Church. And we are glad that you've joined us today. Thanks for jumping in and uh, taking a listen. How you doing today, buddy? Well, I'm all right, I reckon. I'm yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've uh, got some sunshine um, outside and uh, we are... It's been it's been a mild, to say the least, mild January so far. It has so far. Uh, yeah. Mild winter. Um, who knows what's going to show up, you know, beyond that, uh, and from here on on out. But and my condolences for what I'm going to say next. Oh, uh, it's a great playoff year in the NFL because there are no Patriots. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the Patriot fans, but. <laughs> Who is that? I think it's. A, I'm a happy a, camper. Those about that, that we know that. Who is that? That's Bill Shagnon, Thad Simpson. Dana's husband. Dana, Josh, Andreas. Josh is a, he's uh, a Josh, huge. No, no, no. Actually, I've got to tell you, since this new incident came out where they're doing he an investigation, teams. he said, I'm done. I have, I've stuck with them, but this new investigation has just got me like, I'm all yeah. sideways. I've got to switch teams. So he's vying for something and else. I so. think that they ought to name the coach's last name to Smellacheck. <laughs> I think that Bill Smellacheck instead of Bill. Oh my goodness, uh, poor Bill. Poor yeah, Bill. Anyhow, that, uh, we do, we digress. We start out in digression, go up. Everything has to go up. Well, that's instead the, of getting into it and going south, we start at the south and come that's, north. That's that's the plan of each podcast. We've got to go somewhere. <laughs> we bring it out of the yeah. muck. <laughs> Well, it is truly good to to be here with you, Eddie, and uh, uh, we've had some some uh, things that have been kind of heavy uh, in the last couple weeks, for sure, uh, in your family, and of course, then uh, my relation to you and as father-in-law, son-in-law, um, our family, um, Eddie's nephew, Todd, has passed away, and uh, thank you for the prayers for the family. Amen. And I appreciate that. it. Um, we've had a, a good friend of ours pass away this last week. Eddie had the funeral for that. He will have the funeral for Todd. So we do ask that your prayers will continue on um, as uh, that will be happening uh, today on Wednesday. And uh, actually, uh, you know what? We're doing this on Tuesday. I'm just going to give you that little hint out there. I think I'm going to go ahead and send it out on Tuesday. Uh, that way uh, we can focus in. On, yeah, the elevator. Here comes Tracy. Here comes Tracy. She's going up the elevator. You hear that, guys? That's the elevator. My my, my office shares the, the elevator closet. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Wednesday, be praying. Uh, we sure appreciate it. So whenever you get this, and, and there's going to be comfort that's needed for the Holy Spirit. So, um, yeah, thanks. Well, I'll tell you, as we get going on this podcast, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. And uh, I'd like to pray over the family right now as we do that. Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you for who you are in our lives, thanking you for lost souls being saved through Jesus Christ. We know that Todd is one of those lost souls that have been saved by Jesus Christ. We thank you for what you've done in his life and the redemption power that we have because of the cross and because of the resurrection. So we celebrate his life and know that he is in glory and eternity with you. Thank you for that reassurance. But Lord, in the process, we're here on earth and we're, we, we grieve. And uh, I am speaking forth towards the family right now and Eddie. Uh, but I'm also speaking to those that are on the other side of this that are in, 
in present day of grieving and, and times of grieving, and maybe you're continuing to, to grieve. And I pray, Holy Spirit, yes, for an overwhelming presence that you would uh, cover us by the blood of Jesus Christ. You would continue to work in our lives. And I pray, Father, that, that as we extend ourselves of a day, that we will lay our lives and surrender them into your hands to do with what you would want. So thank you for uh, doing that. Thank you for our time here today on this podcast. And may you bless it for your glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, uh, you you spoke uh, this last week. It was the 12th of January. And the title, the title of that message was The Greatest Mystery Ever. And so could you uh, enlighten us a little bit about and kind of share a little bit more synopsis of that? Well, we, I talked started out talking about mysteries. We we love great mysteries. You know, the world's filled with mystery. You know, and I mentioned some things uh, about the lost city of Atlanta, Stonehenge, Easter Island, and I was a little surprised to cut in here. I was a little surprised you didn't mention uh, uh, the Pink Panther. The, yeah, the well, I, he never crossed my mind actually. The music, I like that. But then, uh, sorry, anyhow, go ahead. I, I, no, that's okay. And then I, I started uh, talking about part of the mystery in, in some families that there are family secrets, and only the family knows them. And that's why I started out talking about a, a baby girl born in Terre Haute on this January 12, 1951, who went on later that year to win Baby of the Year contest. And I was talking about my wife, and she told me that if I brought out the kazoo for her, I'd be a dead man. So I, <laughs> I got around that. Yes, you I did. was pretty tricky. I never mentioned yeah. her name. No, you didn't. So and we got around that, and then little Rachel, yeah, Fleming, little Rachel Fleming, and then Gunner. That little he didn't want to come up, but, but Jackson showed up late, and we hollered at him too. He was nine. Yeah, so we had, we had some people sharing that date. Uh, we did, and, and and the kazoo. Festivities and I, uh, happy birthday. And that's what I was saying is that the children want it done and the adults, yeah. they want to hide. Well, yeah. Patty was up there. Patty came up there. Patty came yep. up. So, yep. anyhow, uh, you know, when we think about family member mysteries, it might be a, a recipe, um, a pudding, cookies, whatever, but we, we share those secrets. Um, and I, I shared a little bit about my family secrets that my dad told me that I didn't know. Uh, I'm not going to go into that now. If you it was here, you heard it. If not, you can listen to it uh, on the internet. But the same with family secrets is what Paul was saying here. And I, you know, as children, sometimes we when we tell a secret to our friend, we'll cup our hands and whisper it in their ear. Well, God whispered this secret in Paul's ear about the, about the mystery. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the perishably perishable. That was in verse 50. He was talking about the nature of these resurrection bodies, which they believed that Christ, the Corinthians did believe that Christ would be resurrected, but they didn't think they would themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul's bringing, telling the seeker, says, yeah, you're going to be changed as well. And that's what he is saying. So then he goes on in 51, it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Here Paul says, um, what happens to the dead in Christ will happen to the living. Transformation, change. Um, And then I I went back into that same clip that I'd showed from Left Behind about the rapture. I don't know how that's going to look. 
but nonetheless, it's going to be instantaneously, just mm-hmm. boom, and it happens. Whether, whether I don't know whether those on earth will be able to see us or we'll just disappear mm-hmm. as he takes us, and we'll change right then. That's when we get that new body because this, this old corruptible body was meant to stay on earth. We only use this shell here, right. but the real us that goes clear back to, to, to Genesis, clear back to the creation when God breathed, immortality into the nostrils of Adam, Adam passed that on. And then Adam and Eve sinned, and then they passed sin on as well, but they passed immortality on to us. So every human that's born mm-hmm. has an immortal soll. Um, and he talks about the rapid, rapid, the rapture suddenness, it's the twinkling of an eye, derived from the Greek word atomos, the word moment conveys the idea of something that cannot be Divided, separated, or added to. It's suddenness. It happens. Verse 52, he says, Also the rapture will occur at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead shall be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. And that's when he, you know, he went into that in 1 Corinthians 16 and 17 and 18, when the dead of Christ shall be raised first. But then verse 18 says, Comfort one another with these words. And I don't know how much we do that within the context of the church, but we comfort one another that, regardless of what's going on in their lives or whatever, this is the future, this is our hope. And then he talks about the rapture's uh, necessities. He gives us two events that must happen. First, verse 53, for this perishable must put on the imperishable and the mortal must put on immortality. It, it has to change because like I said, we can't, we can't, these bodies aren't made for heaven, mm-hmm. only our soul. Um, and it is exciting. We talked about that a little bit last week as well. Uh, it's exciting to think that that while we inhabit the earth for a, a thousand years, millennial, and then the new heaven and the new earth comes down, we'll, these with these bodies, it'll be like Star Trek stuff in a sense. We'll be able to be transported. Mm-hmm. And that really is an, an, an interesting thing when we talk about how this is relevant and how it's very... Uh, as people think through this process and, and think about that mystery, it's hard to take what, what you've mentioned before, how, how Hollywood and cinema has depicted some things that are pretty far out there, right? And then we say, well, does, is that really going to happen? Well, that's where we bring ourselves to the truth of the Word and we look at these scriptures. And that is where the mystery becomes revealed and understood that these things that that sound so science fiction like science fiction become the real the realism you know i i cannot you you're a big movie buff you've watched you've used movie clips a lot of times in your messages one of the things that you and i both recognize from movies they use the bible all the time yeah they use it as a reference. Well, the whole Star Wars. Exactly. Star Wars, the Lord of the Rings. Light side, the dark right, side. Right? Light side, right, exactly. The good, force, good the and for, evil. The force, as far as the Jedi's, was the Holy Spirit. Because mm. it, was, it was always used for good until Darth Vader right. went to the dark side. Yeah, right. it's, 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 it, it really it's is. A, there's, it's constant. And, there's, and it's amazing when you take that around the world in different faiths and different tribes they use the dark and the light side the yin yang in china mm-hmm. same it's the same concept right and and we find that satan is using those as a device to to make things very 
um, shady or, yeah. or gray, right? Or make-believe almost. Right. And so what we have to come back to in, in what you presented to us is the reality through scriptures, the very foundation that we build our relationship on Jesus Christ with. So therefore, we can go out and the mystery being solidified into reality and understanding. My life is temporary here. I am going to live it to the best that yep. I can as I go forward. Yeah. Well, and then what's more supernatural than raising somebody from the dead? Right. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> and then he goes into that. Uh, the, it's the victory in 54 and 55. When this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then it will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I... Death has strutted around like the proud victor for years, and it's played no favorites, and you can't rationalize it away. We don't know when it's coming or how we're going to be when it comes, but nonetheless, uh, after this, after Christ comes, we'll never have to bury anybody or go through those stages of grief again. Mm -hmm. That's right. Man, that's a great thought because everybody has experienced death in their family, and if they haven't, they will. Yeah. I thought that was interesting about Elijah's wife, Kennedy. She hasn't lost anybody yet. It's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing, but it's coming, yeah. you know. Yeah. But we, I've talked with her about that before. She said, well, I said, well, the sad part about it, you will. <laughs> yeah. You know, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. And then he goes on to that. And I, I like what Paul said here is the law is not sin but the law has set boundaries Mm -hmm. and the rebellion within mankind wants to test those and break those boundaries it's like the 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 analogy of a a a pond or a lake that has a no fishing sign well the first thing that comes in your mind that stinking place is full of fish i'm gonna go get a pole i'm gonna fish anyhow well that's what we do and it's whether it's wet paint signs or whatever are the boundaries thou shalt not that God set down mm-hmm. we have a tendency because we've inherited that old nature that we want to we want to test that we want we want to test our limits on that and it's like I said uh, the word don't's like sick him to a dog it just is <laughs> and then I got to tell my favorite joke about the parrot but, uh, anyhow uh-huh. It is at the rapture that our victory over sin and death will become more than a taste. It will become completely ours. And then comes a response. So what's, what is our response? It's every message that you live and listen to as the Holy Spirit challenges us. We have to have a response. We either respond, I'm not going to listen, I'm not going to do it, or I'm going to see what I can get out, take out of this and apply it to my life to be a better follower of Christ. That's the point. So Paul tells him the secret, and then he, he ends up when he says in verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in a, the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. And what is the work of the Lord? It's the gift or supernatural gifts that he gives every believer. Right. At the moment when they get in the boat with Jesus, when they, when they commit their life to Him, when they ask for forgiveness, and the Holy Spirit comes in, He immediately does that. It doesn't. I don't believe it comes later. Now later He can give you more, or change them, but He's gifted you at that moment, and then it's up to us to study His Word and find out what that is. And, and it's like I've said a, a million times: 
whatever you're good at, I think you should do it for God. And I don't think it matters what you're good at right. to a degree. Right, to a degree. So, yeah, sure. but it, and all of those will fit under one of the categories of the gifts mm-hmm. in, in the Bible. Something, you know, I made the point about if you're a mechanic uh, fixing less fortunate people's cars or, or single mom's cars and on and on, that's a ministry to me. Right. And you can, you can use that for God. It doesn't mean that you have to be a pastor or a missionary or uh, those kind of things. But and I've often said this, what a difference in the world it would make if every believer did what they're good at for God. I don't think the percentage, I'm not being negative, but I don't. I wonder how high the percentage is within the context of the body, the church, where everybody does that. Mm-hmm. So, And I've often said as well, if everybody in the church did one thing for God, the whole week, that would make a difference. So then, you know, I, I ended up with, with talking about would you live your life different if you knew this was the last day? Right. That you knew that this time tomorrow you would be no more. That God would stop your heart however he chose to do that and take you home. Would, would there be any sense of urgency in this next 24 hours? Right. And that's the way we should live. But, you know, we get bogged down sometimes in the world and we let things get the best of us and that's not the way it is. But that's uh, it's kind of a... It's kind of an amazing, amazing thought. Yeah, I, I think that the biggest bogging is the complacency of the, of the normal day, right? Mm-hmm. That we go in and out of it. And if we're not intentional, we, uh, we truly uh, get ourselves kind of, uh, uh, well, we just get about living and we just do our thing. And well, we, we, let, we let time and I think sometimes we put too much on our plates. We can't get any of it done. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, um, I appreciate appreciate it because it's it uh, bringing up some of these things that are uh, that rise uh, of as questions within our our lives. Uh, it's kind of you know thinking time. You got to be bring bringing them up. And it happens to be that this was a part of the mm-hmm. the ending part of Corinthians, First Corinthians. Now the question is, are we done with Corinthians? No, no. Okay, <laughs> no, not yet, huh? I want to be, but uh, God's got got a couple, couple, three more messages All left right. in chapter sixteen. Chapter sixteen. Yeah, so breaking that down about three more. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. it is. Okay. All right. Well, then the exciting news is that God has laid a message, two messages on your heart that uh, you're going to share next week. Yeah, uh, Eddie's going to be taking um, some time off, which is absolutely needed, and uh, we love that. You've planned for that and are able to get away, and so that we absolutely are great uh, grateful that you are taking that opportunity to refresh yourself and and well, and it's a it's a great uh, feeling for me that uh, I, I'm not concerned about when I'm gone because you and Kurt uh, take care of the place, and that's a that's a big blessing to me. You'll never know what a bigger big blessing that is mm. that I don't have to. I'm not concerned that. You guys can handle it, so yeah, appreciate that, it. The Lord has blessed us. Um, so let's just tell a little bit of this story. Um, over this last year, God has um, been kind of pressing into me uh, at the end of last about communicating um, and about speaking. I spoke at a couple of different places in the last couple of years, um, and 
And I took a communications course, and uh, I kept just saying, okay, Lord, if, if this is what you're opening mm-hmm. up the door for. And so um, I did that, and then uh, we were talking, and one of the we were checking it up, up on you, um, and just kind of seeing how what the first part of looking into the first year was all about. And you had said that the one thing that, that you needed was speakers. Mm-hmm. And I was no longer being nudged by the Lord. At that yeah. point in time, he shoved me. And I said, well, if you'll have me, uh, I asked you, um, would you have me speak? Uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading that way. And so uh, we're to present day. The Lord has placed, um, since you're going to be gone two Sundays in a row, the 19th and the 26th, he's placed a series on my heart uh, called 2020 Vision. So here we are in the year 2020. And uh, 2020 Vision, talking about the clarity and the... you know, a perfect vision. Yeah. And, um, and so this first, the 19th, coming up, just give you a little bit of a, uh, a foresight or a, or a forementioned um, context of the whole process. Um, in First of all, the series, kind of the series scripture that is going to be based off of um, uh, Psalms, or I'm sorry, Proverbs, in the 29th chapter, um, I'm just going to look that up real quick on because I don't have that right in front of me, I don't think. Maybe I do, but uh, it's based on uh, without clear vision, my people will, will perish. Right. Okay. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of just paraphrase it that way and then move on. So the first um, message uh, coming up the 19th is, is, um, is that blurry to you? And... In the process of talking about the way we see things in our lives, the way that once we're saved, how do we get a clear picture? Mm-hmm. Now, we, we come to church, we hear messages, but we also are living in the world. And so that is where we find uh, in um, later on when Jesus is getting ready to be arrested, and he knows that mm-hmm. it's coming and he's praying. And he, and he prays to the Father, and he's talking about, Father, these my disciples are living in the world, but, but please se- separate them. Mm-hmm. Well, that whole process of how we see things blurry, sometimes that world can blurry us up, yeah, that vision, right? Our perspective. So we have paradigms, and I'm going to talk a little bit about paradigm, and, and uh, I'll share about that. But the Lord's really uh, led that opportunity to, to show me that we need, to continue to hear, as you have done in the past, how we are needing to see through Christ's eyes, not the world's, right. and not even a, a mixture of the two, but more about what how Christ sees us. Right. So that's what the, the 19th is going to be talked about. Um, it's really neat because as this was coming about, you know, you've been talking about, um, I'll just remind everybody, the, the fifth was better than plastic surgery, plastic mm-hmm. surgery. Greatest mystery ever was this one. We're talking about the body, right? And so it was neat how how looking forward to something that was going to be happening, not you know uh, getting all wound up about uh, the fact that uh, we aren't going to be living forever in these bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be moving on. He wants us to live in this this time, this present day but with purpose, right. with great vision. So there we go. Yeah, so. good job, Steve. I, well, can, I, I ask you to people, uh, pray for Steve as he gets ready to do this. I remember my first message, and 
it's a, it's a starting point, so to That's speak, right. on, as yeah. God takes you down the path. So, well, I'm going to hide uh, behind the cross. I'm, I'm excited about it. <laughs> yep, I'm excited about well, it. Thank you. I'm glad, and uh, I'm excited about it too. Uh, God's God's got a great uh, great thing He wants to share with us as He does every Sunday with those that trust Him. And so. and I have a, a little uh, advice, if you will. I don't follow it, but. Uh, <laughs> As you get in the pulpit, uh, don't harass your wife because it never turns out well. Okay, check. <laughs> I will. I will keep that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it never turns out so good. Now Sunday, I got away with it because I never mentioned names. But uh, <laughs> Grant Bryant gets up during the message and goes over and wishes her happy birthday. Oh no! So there, there are the cats out of the bag well, right there in the first service. So yes, yeah. Uh, well, then John Ray, he was happy back there because he thought I was digging myself a hole. <laughs> So that's it's sad, uh, yeah, but anyhow, yeah. it's reality. That's uh, good stuff. Well, if you would, I would appreciate it uh, as sure you pray over this podcast, but uh, not only that, for me as I bring the message. Father, to we love you, and we thank you for your word, mm-hmm. and uh, how exciting it is as we think about our future with you and with each other, and that's forever. And I know there are things on this earth that kill us, break our hearts, crush us, but you're always there to pick us back up and... Give us the strength to go on and the purpose, actually. So right now, Lord, I thank you for uh, the hope that's within us, the hope that um, the real us, the immortal part, will live forever and be in glory. And as my nephew Todd is now, I just thank you for speaking with his heart, Lord, and that he come back to you. And uh, I just pray, Father, uh, that you would comfort my family. And, uh, And I just lift Steve up to you, Lord. I'm excited about the... Uh, the venture that he's upon as far as being a communicator. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that uh, thank you for giving him that message, those messages, and uh, just be with him as he delivers it, Lord, and uh, be with us uh, who listen that we might uh, take it in with relish and uh, contemplate that in our heart and meditate on it and uh, and let your word move us. Uh, We love you, God. We give you praise and glory. Thank you again for our church and all the folks that will listen to this podcast. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor. Appreciate that. Well, God is good, and I, um, I, I won't be, I won't be singing and lead, uh, preaching. I'll, I'll be separating that. Uh, yeah, that's probably you know, that's, wise. That's, really. uh, I think that wise. is uh, yeah. definitely something that I, that I felt uh, very strongly about as well. Um, it's going to be a full Sunday and good stuff that's happening. Alrighty. I tell you, it's good stuff, and uh, God bless you on your uh, time away. And uh, folks, uh, keep on trusting the Lord. Keep on putting your lives in His hand every single day. Surrender, and uh, you will find that He will lead the way if you let Him. So, uh, God bless you, and until we meet again, we'll see you. Bye-bye.